0: This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with my partner in feminism, Zerlina Maxwell, and we are here joined by our adjacent partner in feminism. It's Alana Glazer. I am so happy to talk to you.
1: Uh, I watched your new
0: movie last night, False Positive. I am an avid horror movie lover and I got it like from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. This movie is so fucked up and I cannot (laughs) wait to talk to you about it. It's... uh, it's terrifying, and it really I feel is. like you got it. Like, horror is horror is the feminist genre. Horror is the most feminist genre there is. Mm. All body Ooh. horror is pregnancy. Ooh. Everything comes down to that, and you just went and made the meta-er text movie of, of body mm. horror, understanding that it's always been about the patriarchy. You can't have a horror movie without a girl. Uh. Um, when did you develop this? Like, how long Damn. has this been sitting in your brain?
1: Um. Thank you so much. It really, it really is so fucked up and um, it is twisted and I'm not used to putting shit like this out. I'm, I'm, um, you know, it's often this balance of like pointing out the horrors of the patriarchy with a spoonful of sugar or something or uh, a fart, you know what I mean? Or puking or whatever (laughs) we did in Broad City to soften, (laughs) um, you know, and, like, even my stand-up, I'm, like, it's, like, so physical, like, the comedy, and this was, this was really focused in, in a particular way, and it's, um, yeah, I've been developing this, my, my partner in, for this film, John Lee, who we wrote the script together, and he directed, we, he had, like, a, a a really strange um short film script that he wrote with this uh novelist turned TV creator Alyssa Nutting who created Made for Love um based off her book for HBO Max that new that. yes yeah so, so John and Alyssa wrote this very like strange kind of um like mood piece uh about pregnancy the the themes that I got from that was like loss during pregnancy which I found to be such an interesting tension because it's like uh, all the, we're told like it's gain 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 and it was like really sitting in the space for loss which as a an extremely pregnant person right now I, I really like recognize there's so much loss in creating life um And I just found that so interesting. And, you know, I, when John told me about it, I read it and I, I liked it and I was curious like what he was planning to do. And he had, um, he had an older actress in mind, uh, actor in mind, this, this um, comedy actor who, you know, I I've been a comedy nerd my whole life. And when I first got to, the city i was um as like an 18 year old i was it was just such a particular scene the alt scene um mm-hmm. which has become like and like mumblecore was like in was film genre at that time and it really like kind of merged to become part of like Geico commercials, you know what I mean? That like alt sort of tone (laughs) became so mainstream. It's so weird. And like, then remember like hot girls were like, I'm awkward, I'm so awkward. It's like, it just kind (laughs) of turned inside out that sort of what what had been alternative became like mainstream. And so anyway, anyway, there was this, there is this really, like John just had his friend in mind and I was like, oh wow, I could really see this. And so she's a bit older than me. And part of the loss was that it was an older woman trying to have a baby. And it took a few years for me to just like check in and be like, what's going on with that, with that project? And what's up, what's up with that? And, oh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And then, and then at a certain point, I think after like two years of asking, I was like, okay, are we going to do something or what? And my first thing that I wanted to do was write the feature version of it. Like it was, it was like really art 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 uh, like alt and artsy and like at this like tone poem and I really wanted the experience of writing something with classic storytelling rhythm and then I was like you know just because of the nature of my my career so far I'm I'm I write stuff for myself. So I was like, well, could I play this? And, you know, the original idea had been somewhat older, but I think, you know, I was about, I'm 34 now. I was maybe 29 when we started talking about this and like 30, when we started writing it or 31 or something. And, you know, even like just uh, treating that like a 38, 39, 40 year old mother is not only, oh, meaningful, but it's also like, you do get treated like this, you know, like even at, I'm 34, like just in April, I turned 34 and somebody said to me like, you just squeaked by like pre-geriatric pregnancy. I'm like, I did not squeak. I'm, I'm, it's a full year and a half before I'm 35 that I conceived. I I did not squeak, you know, but it's like, <laughs> You know, you can just, as a woman, be so pushed into <laughs> some degree, yes. so easily just shoved into the degrading corner that it's like it, it wasn't even that much of an adjustment, really, to treat Lucy, the main character, like she was like no spring chicken, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that worked beautifully in the movie. The fact that, like, I'm watching somebody who I know is younger than I am because I, I know you and your, and, and your work but the character is obviously a woman in her thirties and it's not at all a stretch to imagine. I mean, I'm 39 and my friends are just now starting to have babies. It's a really Mm -hmm. interesting thing. I've like, I've got baby showers this year for the first time, but like it's not at all a stretch to imagine a 33, 34 year old woman having absolutely no agency over her Mm -hmm. own pregnancy Mm -hmm. because like at what age do you have agency over your own pregnancy
1: and even in new york city i'm like so proud that we shot this movie in new york and that it takes place in new york and you know just this like sort of white new york couple (gasps) and and justin thoreau who plays my husband is like 15 he's you know 15 years older than me but that's what couples look like here you yeah. know and like and, and, and it's not yeah. to like to just diminish people to their identity politics or the boxes they check that oh if you have an age gap and the man is older than a woman it it's necessarily this type of dynamic or something but it's you know it's both it both is and it isn't and like you fall into a social pattern and you can transcend it you know but i mean just for the sake of the movie they it's a you know, it's definitely the social patterns and the to build those power dynamics between the characters.
2: One of the things uh, you mentioned when we were chatting before, before we went on and started recording is when you're putting out content, when you're, when you're writing and creating content and, and you've traditionally done things that are light mm. but serious, right? So you're, you're making fun mm. of a serious thing Um, Mm -hmm. And and you're allowing people to see a a serious topic for the first time from a new perspective through the the ability to laugh at it, right? Right. Um, And so you're very thoughtful about how you're doing that. When you're putting out content that is maybe titillating potentially to someone who doesn't have good intentions, what tension exists in your own sort of creative brain? Um, Mm. and and how to sort of put that content out, one to, you know, make the best art possible, but also understanding that there might be unforeseen consequence. Like, I mean, I do think about that sometimes, do sort of the sociopaths among us get off on, you know, some of the things that I watch for fun. Um, Mm. And (laughs) I think that tension is, that tension is there. Um, And I, I think, I'm curious your your thoughts on how you are navigating that or how you continue to navigate that tension.
1: That is so that's such an interesting way to put it. Like before we were recording, you know, we were just I was just saying how like it's like scary to talk about Marilyn Manson without specifically talking about him being this predator monster we're like uncovering, mm-hmm. which makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense who would have um, guessed yeah the, (laughs) the most visually terrifying individual of the 90s is a terrifying individual inside um his internal world and like i just you know there's a part of me that's like it feels um it feels really punk to be a woman putting up out fucked up shit i don't have that experience i really as an individual and as an artist trying to reach many people, I I really like to bring people like joy and pleasure. And this feels so new for me. And I'm not quite um, able to indulge in the pleasures of putting this kind of art out yet. Um, it scares me. And I feel... Um, I don't know I guess uh I'm just sort of like waiting and seeing what the response is and I'm not I'm also just sort of waiting and seeing <laughs> how it feels to put it out you know we did the we did Tribeca last week and to watch it with people other people outside it was such a trip it was such an unbelievable trip I'm sure I was really like struggling to like sit there without losing my mind but I was also proud and it was also <laughs> like yeah fuck you you know what I mean and we were like in this it was like on the water in this um, beautiful uh, area but like also you know totally like what is this place like to show that movie in this like Manhattan mall <laughs> condo complex felt correct because it was like look at yourself yeah don't you see you're sick you know what I mean it was like kind of perfect but um the unforeseen consequences I mean there's like a particular uh there's you know people getting off on the pain that my character Lucy has caused or you know some like times in which she's like forced to do things beyond um beyond forced to do things or uh forced into situations or um or if people want to take a certain narrative for their politics that aren't my politics i mean that is like i think for me there's like a growing up in this process letting go of the control that you know there's there's a, a new level with with false positive where i can't control the reaction it's not just prescribed politics of like you know um how do i say this like with broad city it's like you know our politics with false positive you don't quite know but the fact that it comes from me and john and the fact that i'm behind it that truth i do trust is felt and impactful and consequential it is even even if some incel is like oh this is hot how much pain she's in or whatever I'm just like well I wrote it bro you know like there's there's some yeah I think there's some consequence that and like Zerlina to your point also like you guys putting stuff out it's like I, I don't know the fact that it's us who's taking up space has to has to mean Something different than if some dude wrote this film, I think.
0: Oh, okay. so I think you'll get the pleasure, you'll get the joy yeah. when you can see audiences reacting to it, especially when you can see women horror fans. Re- I mean, *Rosemary's Baby mm. is one of my favorites, but that was written by mm. a dude, directed by a dude, and very much An- another, monster.
1: another monster.
0: Another right. monster predator. Another monster, in fact. Um, yeah. yeah I, so watching this, it was one, because I knew it was you, I think I was more comfortable to enjoy scenes that I otherwise would have been like right. oh what is the perspective on this especially when you get into the race dynamics a little bit like I I would have been sitting there like with my shoulders up going I don't know that I'm going down a path that when I want to go down I trust Alana and that right. path led somewhere really weird and oddly beautiful and I, <laughs> you know I think you've, you've got a new horror classic on your hand honestly I,
1: I think that means so much to me and it's like so one thing I want to say is like, I wish it didn't just as a, a patient of the practice of analysis, I wish it didn't take like, you know, the external world validating me for me to be like, yeah, I'm validated. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, whatever, I guess that's just a being a human in this world and be heightened by being an artist. But I, the other thing I want to say is like, it's, I I'm finding like, um, the most, pushback and from white women not all white women but just i think the i think the intersectionality of lucy's my character's awakening is i don't know just the sense i've gotten from a couple interviews and reviews is like they feel like accused or something um i think a
0: lot of white women would be okay being lucy
1: yeah. I think that's a right. deal
0: a lot of white women make and you right. you reject the deal and that's going right. to make them feel right. uncomfortable.
1: Right. It's been it's been interesting where I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> and, and like
0: <laughs> I, it, it's not it's not
1: surprising, I guess. It's just um that's just the the population that I'm finding to be the most resistant. Yeah. That
2: doesn't surprise me in the sen- in the sense that similarly to after the 2016 election I remember a lot of white women were like oh my god everything is over and I'd be like (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean
2: I like it's it's bad but like it wasn't terrific before and like it's certainly been worse for women that look like me before and like you know it's not the end of everything I mean I think obviously I was more optimistic four years ago than I am right now as we sit here post-insurrection. Um, but I think, right. you know, it, it sort of goes to show that th- that's sort of the manifestation of the privilege of um, right. of, of that, that that lived experience that differs from, from my lived experience.
1: Right. There's an, um, I think, a feeling of exposedness that white women have felt specifically since 2016. But what I'm seeing In this film, you know, where it's like, why are you, why are you exposing me rather than, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, this is a, you know, uh, it's a relief to raise my consciousness so that I'm not living in the dark in the way that I had been.
0: I just sat there smiling, honestly, by the by, the time we rolled down the back half. And I have that reaction to horror movies that are really good about the patriarchy, like hereditary. Like I, hereditary give, brings me like deep comfort. I find it a joyful movie. That is
1: so, so funny. So,
0: like anything that that like shrewdly dismantles it or exposes it. I just sit there grinning. It was, hereditary it was is at-
1: Jess's eat, pray, love or something. <laughs> yes it
2: totally
0: is oh that's, that's no gen- just, no, the just only really thing at, I was
2: genuinely he's a real horror fan that's i
0: can vouch this is real the only thing i was genuinely mad at was uh what you did to pierce brosnan because mm. i think he's gorgeous and chris and i oh, believe that he's Lord. a very handsome man and so we have a large that- poster a large cheesecake poster of him up in our bathroom at home ah. which always makes me smile and now I'm gonna be picturing him lubing up a speculum every time I look at it and yeah. for that I'm actually a little bit angry at you
1: you know it yeah. is so like uh I mean everyone in this film this whole cast Pierce Brosnan Justin Theroux um Sophia Bush Gretchen Maul and Zainab Ja like you know when you're like crafting some tableau about the patriarchy it's you know, people want to be like fucking heroes or cool or whatever. Like each of these people offered themselves to the story in such a generous way that I'm, that was something that like, once it started coming out, I was like, holy shit, they really put themselves out here for this. And like Pierce to be James Bond and then to be, you know, like also like our, our world with art, everyone's becoming so savvy. It used to be like, what are you a critic? And it's like, no, everybody now is a critic. There's so much content and people are smart and audiences are smarter than people are also stupid, but their audiences are smarter than, you know, they, we're all more conscious than we used to be. Even the, even, even like the, even the crazy shit, like the, like Republican and conservative and QAnon, they know a system's going on. You know what I mean? There's at least this understanding of the system and or you know it matters that Pierce was James Bond it matters that Roman Polanski's a monster even the Rosemary's mm-hmm. baby fucking rules that movie's incredible it matters that he's a predator monster Marilyn Manson it's like duh you know it's like yeah duh you know and like the fact that Pierce did that i'm just like damn dude that was that was punk
2: i love subversive <laughs> stuff like that punk. yeah
1: yeah yeah. I
2: watched it with my eyes closed. I'll be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I am not. So I, I I am I am afraid of things. I watch yeah. horror movies with a light on. I mm-hmm. watch them during the daytime. I, I I I watch like with my like <laughs> I, you know what I mean like I, <laughs> yeah totally I afraid. through the fingers
1: totally <laughs> I I yeah well, absolutely appreciate that.
0: I would love to say that this is a fabulous entry-level horror movie and even if you're not <laughs> into the genre you should bring the kids but um it is uh it is it is horror for horror lovers and it's but it's actually not even that gory like i don't want to oversell it to people like if you have in any way interest in toppling the patriarchy or watching horror movies or both um false positive is probably a movie that you should run to the second you can i think it comes Mm. out on the 25th of june um alana Mm -hmm. thank you so much for hanging out thank you both so
1: much such a pleasure to talk to you too
2: thanks for listening to the signal boost
0: podcast we'll be back tomorrow with more news (laughs) Thank <laughs>